0: Everybody, welcome to season three of What's IGN Crashing On. I'm Karen Walby Solomon, and I'm your host. And we're here to talk about what's hot in pop culture. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode five. Today on the show, we have an interview with Leslie Ann Brunt from Lucifer. And I'm joined today by. Leanne and Rebecca, as per usual, as well as two guests, two of my favorites, um, Jamal and Theo. Say hi, guys.
1: Hello.
2: Hello.
0: <laughs> so, how's everybody been? Good. <laughs> I <laughs> <You laughs> assume that all the nods on a on a audio podcast is a good sign. <laughs> 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 uh, um so I don't know what everybody else has been we good. Yeah, <laughs> what everybody else has been up to, but um but I caught Shang Chi on Friday night and I know um the guys have, have watched it previously so Okay, let's start with you. Let's start with Chang Chi and say like, okay, Theo, what did you think of the film?
2: Um, I really enjoyed it. It was really nice to have an origin movie within the MCU where it's not a paint by numbers. I think it was for me personally the best MCU origin Mm -hmm. story they've done in a while. Well, actually, like, um, I think like that's maybe my my number one, just because we get. Shang chi and we learn about him but what's really nice is that we have like these badass um like female characters around him too and that's just like mm. really nice to get that because it's like it's not hamfisted or it's not like because they they like they have actual kind of like roles that they play and then it's not just a it's not just like a cliche kind of part so it was really good and i really enjoyed it and i'm encouraging everyone to go see it
0: and you jamal
1: for me, the best part actually about Shang-Chi was um, the fact that because we're so deep in the MCU now, surprises are few and far between mm-hmm. and Shang-Chi actually was surprising in like the way the MCU handled a proper martial arts film for the first time, we're just going to ignore Iron Fist. <laughs> um, and- um, just like all the characters in the story were actually compelling, like interesting to watch. Specifically, the villain Chang Chi's father, um, and this this is when the MCU is good. When the villain is not just a one dimensional muscle mm-hmm. to mustache twirly. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna destroy mm-hmm. the world. When it's not that. Mm-hmm. When it's actually like there's an interpersonal relationship with all the characters, specifically the villain. Um, And also the fact that Shang-Chi didn't feel like it was shackled with setting up the next MCU movie. It felt like it was, for the most part, self-contained. Still, obviously, the elements within the MCU that are there, Mm. but it didn't feel like... Like, midway through the MCU, we had this problem where, especially solo films felt like they were shackled by the greater MCU, where they kind of had a solo story, but then they had to set up whatever comes Mm. next. When now it feels like filmmakers are able to like tell their own story and still do and still exist within the MCU. like Shang-Chi still feels like it exists yeah. within the MCU but it doesn't feel like Shang-Chi is shackled with setting up Eternals for existence, mm. for example mm. so yeah it's wonderful just film exposition go- role yes um, yeah so it's probably one of the best um, MCU origin stories and even Aquafina without a black scent is funny mm. <laughs>
0: She's so good. Like I, I was thinking. I was like, do is she like? I like her as a as a friend character. If they become love interest, I'm okay with that. Like it's it's just, it was just so well done. It's like it didn't feel like they were setting her up to be specifically a love interest, but it was like her role in the film felt like like she needed to be there. Like her role as like a diver, as a as a just in this and learning how to find her like her passion and her path it was i i really i also thought i was like oh are they just putting her in there because she's like famous compared she's probably the most famous in america compared to the other actors whatever other than michelle Yeoh. but um but but like i re- i really enjoyed her storyline like i was like akofina i'm here for this i get why they also cast her because she's funny so is he though, Sumu, so, Samuli? He's also so funny. <laughs> and <laughs> anybody else have any thoughts?
3: I mean, I was gonna contribute, but I'm only watching it this afternoon. So at this point, you guys are just like teasing it for me even more than like everything else. Is, so I'm just here to like listen and absorb. And be like, this
0: is the first mo- This is the first movie I've seen in the cinemas in a long time and like and i watched it in imax and it was such a great experience like i didn't i watched black widow at home so i didn't you know i uh, while i still like the movie per se like i was on my phone i'm not gonna lie i was <laughs> i'm always on my phone you when know, <laughs> i'm watching something at home so so i wish i'd actually gone to seeing it to see it in the cinemas and i think i would have had a very different experience but um but no this was a movie you have to watch in the cinemas, definitely.
1: Can I chime in about Black Widow since we're talking about it? Black Widow really was such a waste of all of our time. Like, and I'll (laughs) say this with my chest. This should have happened after Civil War. Mm. Because, like, the biggest issue with Black Widow is because we're in the MCU. By the time Black Widow came out, we've been through Loki, WandaVision, Mm. Falcon and his boyfriend. (laughs) So we're deep in the MCU. And now you want to give, like, this weird sequel in the middle of everything which no one cares about because we know she's dead like i have no investment in this film because she's dead what must i do all this was was a setup for everyone else around her yeah which is great and cool that could have been a show like
0: so, sorry uh, i uh, just she was, would it hurts myself just to set up florence Pugh. like I, I feel like that's what the film was to bring her into the mcu
2: which to be fair was a very good setup yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was
3: brilliant. And Julia lewis
0: dreyfus <laughs> Do we know what she, what her character is going to be in the MCU yet? Yeah, she's probably going to be in Armor Wars because she's um, Val. So she was in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier as well. Yes. So she's, um, so she's kind of like um, Lady 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 Hydra. And she's going to set oh. up kind of like she's going to probably start her own like sort of like evil Avengers. Um, okay. So like a I'm
2: so like an evil, yeah, like evil Nick
1: Fury.
0: Yeah, she's like an evil Nick Fury. Oh yeah, they
1: have a name. There's a name for them. Um,
0: the the thunderbolts.
1: The thunderbolts. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, so what do so what are you guys looking forward to in the MCU going forward?
1: I need Wanda to find happiness. That's all I need. <laughs> After what if this week also, I'm so sick and tired of seeing my girl being punished. Oh,
0: I loved, I love. The
1: eternal love.
0: I love oh. them being um, being evil together. Yes. Kill. Kill when kill when when somebody <laughs> cause a whole cause a whole like, to be to be to be under your spell. Do this crazy shit. I love it.
1: <laughs> no, but did you watch the latest episode of What If? Mm.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm like, I like him also. Be going crazy once something happens to her.
1: But yeah, this is like what the fourth time we've had to watch <laughs> Wanda Mourn the death of Vision. Like, can this woman live, please, man? Please, and I don't Give care her a if she's a different le-
3: motivation. Give her something <laughs> to do.
1: <laughs> and I don't care if she's a villain in a multiverse of madness. Give my girl some peace, please.
0: And and you, Theo, what you looking forward to?
2: Um, I think the, the unexpected actually, like, um, I am looking forward to what Eternals will give us. Mm. I'm hoping for, um, more queer representation, but that's just me and my (laughs) queer existence. Um, I'm hoping for just, we've been getting really good stories and I'm really enjoying where it's going, but, um, yeah, just give us some of the different parts that we haven't seen before um as someone pointed out like the first 10 years of the MC who was just the, the story of the straight white male so mm-hmm. um please give us something else and yeah I'm really enjoying what if what it's giving us and stuff so yeah just different things mm. different things
0: so I, I did actually want to talk about like I, I told you this like a couple of months ago because a couple of years ago, you wrote this blog post about, you know, why the MCU needs to incorporate more queer characters. And, like, they, they've been so, like, throwing out, like, little scraps. Like, you know, a character here says something or, like, you know, like, Loki is, um, is probably fluid and pansexual and stuff like that. But we, ne- we don't get to see anything. So do you th- like we know it, th- with the internals coming up that there's going to be a queer relationship, but still like, what do you like? What do you? What are your thoughts now? Like revisiting you, what you wrote like so many years ago, and
2: uh, like, uh, funny enough, I completely forgot that I wrote that <laughs> until you brought it up right now. <laughs> but because um, life, life happens. But um, I think like. Everything, just like him rushing back and everything that's it, there's still very much stands. It's like the issue, um, and Jamal actually also raised this point, which is very um, salient, is that like, while in real life, it's great to be able for... Um, Buy and queer people just to say that they're and queer and have that be it mm-hmm. however when it comes to the to the medium of television and screen we actually need to see it mm-hmm. that's the unfortunate kind of like thing about the fact of being in a visual media like you can say it and that's great and well but that's giving us scraps that's not putting mm-hmm. in the work that's not giving us the representation that actually makes um that breaks boundaries and maybe just like makes not that we need to make the queer experience more palatable but it just also makes it more relatable to other people like oh if this may, if someone's favorite superhero um can be um a queer hero then it, and they themselves might not be queer but it just automatically makes a connection and makes it easier for them to be like okay well if my favorite superhero is queer then it's like no big deal that my friend can be or my next door neighbor and then in just kind of those it's just sometimes it's the big moments of seeing things that make the smaller moments in life easier for people to deal with because like once you see it on there you can be like oh it might not be conscious but subconsciously it's like okay well then even if it comes up in conversation you're like oh but then if someone else comes out then it's like no big deal and we just carry on it's not like this wall that we hit in conversation and then everything gets awkward and silent because now you're uncomfortable and then everyone's just like, okay, can we move on? So, but yeah, um, I'm crossing my fingers and thumbs <laughs> and my toes um, that we get to a point where we can have a badass superhero who just happens to be queer and has a partner who's a man or a female-led movie who she happens to have a girlfriend and that'll be really nice. Or someone non-binary also leading it. Or just, like, give us what we know we are capable of delivering and what we will go and support because that's the thing. Like, if you give it to us, we'll show up.
0: Mm. And Jamal, just what what other, what are you also into seeing in in, in the MCU? Like, I know you, you spoke about what you, but like your characters and your moments that you.
1: Well, latching onto what Theo said, mm-hmm. uh, the young, when we get the young Avengers, then it's going to be interesting to see how, if I get Marvel handle it, because everyone is queer in that team. Mm. So, and I know the big issue, the biggest issue with Marvel and like, upper level Disney is because of the Chinese market. Yeah, We all know that's a big de- determining factor into why we haven't had proper queer representation because obviously we're still illegal in that lovely country and it's, it still comes down to money. But like any Disney now, you own everything at this stage. Like, can we have one thing? Like, I'm just asking, can we just have one? At, at, at one, just one movie of queer people existing and doing badass superhero stuff and it just be like they happen to be just how your love interests are forced within all these straight couples in the mcu Mm. please can we have some we and this has been my biggest issue with marvel and like an upper level disney is like they'll pander to queer people to a point especially with their films like cruella is a great example of this if you watch cruella you will see there are queer, queer coded people all around cruella in the film And then Disney, um, even for the promotion of it, tapped Drag Race Queens to do Cruella looks. But no one is explicitly queer in a home film set in the 70s in the fashion industry in (laughs) London. Everyone is gay coded. (laughs) But no one is actually... And it would have been a simple thing of, um, like, two of the supporting characters saying, oh, that's my ex-boyfriend. Like, that simple line establishes that these people aren't just queer presenting they are actually oh they have a history they dated and it's and then the lower level on marvel they tiptoe around things and do ooh, loki says i like uh what did he say i like boys and girls Something what did he like say a little bit or of both, both. <laughs> yeah that's great and cute and funny but i need him to make out with a the man then like show me <laughs> don't don't hang this carrot because we all knew well loki Loki, key low-key is also submissive and breedable but it's a whole different podcast but <laughs> <laughs> but like show us like it, it doesn't and it, it's this thing where people sexualize queer people in general mm. and don't understand like we exist we were kids before we were adults like we would also like to see our favorite superhero be queer and be in an mcu film um and there are a bunch of queer kids that would also like to be like oh I'm not excluded from this concept of being a superhero or, and also not, a, and also just not code us as supervillains because they like to they like shove queer people or queer-coded people, again, Disney, biggest offender about this, um, into villain roles mm-hmm. instead of having us be heroes. Um, so, yeah, queer presentation, um, Also, fixing the accents in Wakanda would be great. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> the strength of the black panel goes away.
1: Because what Chang Chi sold to what Chang Chi showed so brilliantly was the fact that like the first ten to fifteen minutes are all in Mandarin, and mm. like it was so, it didn't take you out of the film. Um, read subtitles, guys, not that deep, and but it felt more <laughs> authentic. And even like to and like someone who doesn't speak Mandarin, it's like it sounds mm. reasonably fine. It sounds fine for my ears. Yeah, so just I would just like him to fix the Tulsa in Black Panther because even me as a non Tulsa speaker, I was like, hey, <laughs> what are we saying here, guys?
0: <laughs> oh, I wanted to say, like, oh, this is like when we, we when you talk about having like more queer relationships, they need to also do it like in the films because I like, I really like The Runaways that was on Hulu and um, mm. I read the comics and in the comics. Carolina is gay and she likes Nico, but then Nico doesn't feel the same way. She's like straight or whatever. But um, but in the in the show, Nico does feel the same way, and it was such a great romance, and I loved it so much. And I was like, I'm so glad that they did it. But obviously, this is a teen show on a streaming, you know, a streaming thing, and not a lot of people watch, and they don't necessarily see it as part of the MCU. So I I feel like sometimes they mm-hmm. they throw bones, especially when they like give like when there's like um. Um, what's the word I'm looking for, like low risk, yeah, like minority characters, they'll put them as big on like the smaller shows and they say, oh, we're giving representation to people and then the the main films are still like straight white men so I feel like we, when we say they should give more representation they need to give it in the big stuff as well as in the little things that not everybody watches Um, but I just, um, Shang-Chi, I just want to say, oh He's dead, though. Can I just say, <laughs> girl? When he walked that, like, when he walked into that bar, when he had that 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 three quarter white suit thingy on, and he killed those people. Oh my gosh! I was like, I was so in love. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what it is <laughs> about me. I mean, obviously, he's a very good looking man, but I'm like, the fact that when he was when he's he was very daddy, yeah, when he was murdered murdering people, I was like. I'm here for this. This is all I need in life.
1: <laughs> oh no! All oh, I was like, I said yes, Daddy. I do. I was like, yes, bring it, bring it, bring all of it. Did
0: you see? Uh, did you see? You um, in uh tweeted, um, "Hi, I'm Stacey, and this is my mom. I, mean, I like it to meet my mom." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So, so okay. So, in other news, this week, um, all the celebrities are apparently pregnant. Do you guys see this?
2: <laughs> Something in the water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or oh, just gave birth to.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I also feel like everybody announced things after Kylie because they're like, okay, this is gonna take all the, like all the 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 publicity off of them. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, trying to slip under the radar. Mm, yeah.
1: But even Kylie missed the publicity because the TikTokers figured it out weeks yeah. ago <laughs> and they were right.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> did you see well, like the color, the colors of the nails? They that's how they figured yes, it out.
1: It's Kim that fumbled the bag. It's Kim that fumbled the bag. And I know Christian called a meeting and lambasted her favorite child because she's like, "Now you see we had all of this planned because we all knew it was suspicious that because Kylie's birthday, because Kylie launched the whole 24 carat collection for her makeup line. And usually Kylie's birthday is a big brouhaha, and like everyone's posting, and it's all the K's and it's their horrible partners, and we're all watching. But this time around, one photo, go! you <laughs> can smell something is up, sis. And then the TikTokers just put the dots together. And I was like, mm, Kim, blame Kim, you should have also, but I think she wasn't conscious about the fact that her nails were a different color. <laughs> But yeah, I love the TikTokers. They quickly were like, uh uh-uh, uh Kylie, something is up. You're pregnant, girl.
0: But also is it that okay, okay, I'm I don't know if I'm maybe just not the target mark, but I'm like, is it that exciting for like the second time around? Like it feels more like something you would expect. Like the first time was like this big shock because you didn't know, like, oh my gosh, she's having babies mm. now. But now it's like you know she's kind of in that mom kind of role. She she clearly loves it. Like she's made it clear very often. But yeah.
3: I read an interesting piece that said like the way the news was broken and what made it so iconic was the fact that it's the first piece of Kardashian news that hasn't been hinged on the show. So it's the first time they, they're they completely controlling the narrative without using the show as leverage to tune in, watch the big reveal, see the thing. And it's them taking control of the narrative and how they're handling big pieces of news within the family without the show and so I think that's probably what's more fascinating Mm -hmm. about it than the fact that she's having baby number two
1: and unless this is like the first arc of the new show on Hulu which I have a sinking feeling Chris (laughs) this is part of Chris's plan like I don't trust Christian like there's always a plan like the minute they announced that Keeping Up with the Kardashians was ending I was like something is in the woodworks because these people love money too much (laughs) And what happened oh yeah we're coming to hulu i'm like okay chris we see you
0: i wonder what it's like like to be like specifically kylie and having to grow like she was what nine or so when the first show started and like you know having to sort of like grow up and like if ev- you always have to think that everything you do is in relation to how it's going to be controlled on the show so nothing you do is ever kind of for yourself yeah. And you have, always have to think of like the P. it's. About it the brand. It. it's it, it, I wonder. What, yeah, it's it's interesting. People are gonna write like psychology That's papers. I know.
1: <laughs> no, I think that Rob is the best example of someone who tapped out of it. Mm. Hence, we never see Rob anymore because the Kardashian brand, and I know also probably Chloe annoys Chris because she also moves madly. I don't know, lovely baby daddy who is. Then you are with Tristan, then you are not with Tristan. Mm. Then he's cheating. Then he's not cheating. Then he's caught red-handed again and you're denying it. Chloe, just like, please, you are the mayor of Boo Boo the Foolville. Just admit it. Take it in and stop pretending like you're not taking Tristan back because, girl, we all know you are. Like when when he was that shiny on that last season, where I was like, why is the makeup artist not powdering this man down? It was the lie seeping through and you were sitting right there pretending like it didn't happen. But okay, girl. (laughs) Um, No, I think (laughs) I think it's probably fun it's probably, not fun, it's probably psychologically I don't think it's out there at all Mm. Um, to be constantly in the public eye and um, even when North called out Kim this week for putting on an influencer voice that was a great example of there's a certain way they have to present themselves Mm. when they're being filmed or seen Mm. and you can never truly be just be yourself and that's why Beyonce doesn't speak to us (laughs) because she doesn't want us to know her, mm. like on a on a personal parasocial level.
0: Talking about parasocial, no. um, <laughs> that's been the word going around this week. Um, <laughs> in uh, another couple who I, I don't really want to talk about, but okay, we can talk about them. Um, Olivia Munn and John Mulaney.
1: Yo, guys... Just what happened there? Sorry, I missed that. That
0: man is like a, a like like a like a. He's all of a sudden like a, a, a historian, throwing out timelines, almost like.
2: <laughs> I've been sending current TikToks. <laughs> because I stumbled across this one and I said to a TikTok about it. This poop, like this person said, and gave a full breakdown. So now apparently john belaney's ex-wife has now been posting an art she's um uh, she's some type of artist mm. posting visual art but um so it's very much photography and stuff and so what she's doing is that there's a picture of her just um at a dining table um two plates are there one is empty it's her alone another one is her sitting on the room of a bed pacing around and then she's just sitting there and she's alone. Another one's her on the stairs laying there and just no one's around. So the, so this is now the art that's being posted. Meanwhile, so John, um, he fell off the wagon. Um, I think he has cocaine addiction. Mm. One, of the, He's yeah. an addict. I'm not specifically sure for what. But then he went to rehab. Yes. And then he came out and then he went back in again. However... Um, amidst all of this he then decided to get um a divorce um and which totally caught his partner off guard. Um and she's been she she said that she was very kind of like taken aback and sad about it. However, meanwhile Olivia Munn has been here in the background and now Girl is a few um a few months pregnant. We don't know exactly how much, but the timeline of her falling pregnant and being pregnant and the divorce is sketchy. Uh, very sketchy. <laughs>
1: Before you expand, like, what is it with Hollywood and, like, everyone dating the same 10 people? Has anyone noticed that, like, it's a revolving door of, like, 20 people, (laughs) like, where everyone in Hollywood just seems to chop and change partners all the time? Sorry, continue.
0: And it's like, if you look at anyone's dating timeline and you see Drake, like, in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) She appears everywhere. It's always Drake. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Or, Or rumored. Um... And a lot of those young Hollywood actors. But like, um, no. It's just, it is a bit sketchy and I feel like him, like, throwing out that timeline was very much to kind of like, the lady doth protest too much, I think. And um, I'm not going to let anyone bully me into liking Olivia Munn. I haven't liked her for a (laughs) long, long time. Um, Well, Scylock
1: does not do it for you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah long before John Mulaney. she um but it's also like it's i don't know her so i'm not going to i'm not going to be paraso- not going to bring the old parasocial thing i don't know her i don't know him i don't know their lives i've got no right to say whether someone is a good person or a bad person but you know when someone just gives you a vibe like i thought she was like i remember like early in her career i thought she was like beautiful and i was like you know whatever but um but then you just listen to too many misogynistic interviews for you to be like and that was before I saw that TikTok about uh, her memoir. And you know, people say like, "Oh, that was written ten years ago." But she's done interviews kind of recently where she's said some very sketchy things that, like, it's nothing like I hate, I hate women or anything like that. It's all like, you know, I don't get this whole um like. Uh, this, this is one. She was on Anna Faris's podcast. podcast, and she was like, "I hate this Oscar more thing on the red carpet. Like, I don't want to talk about like global issues and stuff like that. I just want to talk about what I'm wearing." And it's like, that's valid, but like you're taking away from what the point of the movement was. So that to to say that women aren't just talking about their clothes, and it's a lot of this cool girl kind of attitude uh, that I'm like, just not for me. Just not for me. And now with this whole kind of backlash and people like, you don't know John Mulaney. You can't say like, like, you know, do people just hate Olivia Munn because she's beautiful? And I'm like, no. And there was that, that situation with that, um, that fashion bloggers where she was going against, because they didn't like the way she dress. And then she was, but it was like, it wasn't like, a, like, a, like it was like fuggles or one of those. And then she was like, um mm-hmm. and then she like went after them online and all of her five fans also came after them. So it's like it's just like it's this kind of like weird
2: <laughs> vibe. <my>
0: <laughs> weird vibe from her. But you know, each of their own, I wish them happiness in their in their future. Um I know. I'm a sister of an addict and I know that you shouldn't um you shouldn't get into make any big decisions like get married i mean get into a relationship or have kids straight after coming out to the app but you know to each and if it works for them it works for them and who am i to say anything but yeah
1: i will say that alicia keys prayer is strong guys (laughs) that alicia keys prayer just it seems to be i I don't think the sierra prayer is the one the alicia keys prayer clearly (laughs) is the stronger one out of the two C- go get your man from someone else.
0: The problem with the Sierra, please, is that you have to go through a future first. So I would like to <laughs> skip that. <laughs> I rather, I'd rather take a man you already know is in a family and happy, like who loves his, <laughs> like Alicia Key. <laughs> <laughs> the
3: template is there. I know what I'm getting myself into. Yeah, and after
0: that than to go, I have to go through a future with all his drama. No, thank you.
2: You make a very valid point. I completely understand why people do the Alicia Key spray now.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so talking about like going, um, going through, um, Benefer made the official red carpet. Um, red carpet yeah appearance this week it was very cute at the venice film festival and and now people are like you should go back to your exes because that's where it's at
1: (laughs) text your ex guys (laughs) do it today do it now do it
0: isn't that i i tweeted that there's there's um my my point is that they she met ben for the first time when she was 33 So, you know, some of us still have to get to that first time before you go circle back. So I'm quite good with that. Um, (laughs) There's no, there's no human being in my past that I ever want to revisit, ever. Not once, (laughs) not ever. Same. (laughs) Hmm. But I think they're cute and I'm I'm just glad I, Uh, sorry, I'm
1: just glad I don't want to. I said, I'm just glad I don't watch Afrikaans television so I don't have to be confronted with my ex. Praise God. Look at Jesus won't he do it.
0: Okay, let me just work out who that is. Um you guys can carry on. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can carry on. Um, uh, just gonna be here. <laughs> make notes. I, <laughs> <laughs> I watch quite a bit of Afrikaans television. Um
1: no, but, like, it's, it's literally like we are in the early 2000s again. We're getting a new Matrix movie. We just finished Gossip Girl. I watched a sequel of Beast Wars. Um, that was on Netflix earlier this year. Benefers back.
0: And now Guys, what are was we living many in? Many oh, are we
1: actually live. <laughs> don't talk about that man yeah but
0: I mean it's just like (laughs) (laughs) we won't talk about that but I'm just saying it's just like there's so many things like fuck is this if I had to write like what is happening now it'll be like a journal from like 2005 or something 2003
1: it's literally yeah it's so weird like how we've circled back like even like early 2000s fashion is making a comeback it's just so weird that in the panoramic we're all the way back now and like the Gen Z kids are living their best lives, experiencing Benifer for the first time. And we're like, no, we've been here. <laughs> we we saw this the first time. Yes, it's all love and what, what, and Ben is living his... But I think also Jen probably went back to Ben because the, I think Ben is more settled now as a man, but there's a whole different discussion mm-hmm. about how men have to get into like their late 40s before they become like even worth entertaining. But... I think because Ben dealt with his like addiction issues, and he's also now settled as yeah as kids Mm -hmm. and kind of calmed down. I think that's always because like you can see the love whenever Ben. Look, guys, I know we I know Hollywood is all smoke and mirrors, but we all see the love every Mm -hmm. time Ben and Jen look at each other, and our heart melts. And like, let's not lie; like it is nice. Loving love is nothing bad about it, and watching two people so in love just and two hot beautiful people and also ooh, mm. Ben is so tall my god <laughs> dreams um <laughs> seeing two hot people just being so in love it's ugh. Oh, it's everything it's giving what it's supposed to give
0: mm. i was i was re- I was watching a tiktok where the girl was like "And
1: what do you make of benifer
0: <laughs>
3: benifer i think I think you're right. Like, it's just, it's knowing their history, it's knowing what they've been through, it's seeing how they each went their own way, they settled down, they thought they found the person, but actually,
0: they needed to be together
3: and they found each other again. And so there's hope for all of us to find our person again. Because if they could do all of that shit and still make it back to one another and be so cute and yeah, it's like the Netflix rom com you want, right? it's, like, it's give me everything I want in cheesy world because the world is fucking shit. Sorry, one spare word, right? Um, and so <laughs> And so now you get to witness this true life fairy tale. And I'm here for it because, yeah, distract me from the never ending void. (laughs)
2: Thanks. (laughs) When will this panorama
3: end?
0: Oh, no. I agree with you.
3: It's cute. They're
0: cute. Rebecca, do you have any benefit views?
4: Yeah, I mean, the past 35 minutes have been super informative. I've learned so much about MCU, about exactly what's happening in the world, and this is one of one of the reasons why I actually listen to this podcast because I need to get with it. But to the benefit thing, I've got two thoughts. So the first one is we might be living in a simulation where someone's just completely run out of ideas <laughs> and they're like, "Let's just do it all again." And the second, the second thought I have is the same with Leanne, like what you said about this sort of comfort and familiarity. Speaking as someone who has circled back a couple of times. Um, yeah, I I understand that like sometimes when things aren't going so well, the world is completely shit. You need that little bit of comfort in something that you know. So I think it's
0: cute. I um I, I, I saw this TikTok where this girl was like like combing through Jennifer's like memoir, and she was like, No, Ben is the love of her life. She was like, because she talks about like how broken she was when Ben broke up or the engagement or whatever when they broke up because Ben was just right and I don't know if some people say he was cheating on her and we don't like maybe it was probably some of these issues with his addiction and then she went to Mark and Mark was just also like comforting and something that she knew and it was but she was like nothing was ever like what it was like with Ben so I think that it is a Like a situation where, you know, they love, you know, she. Ha- they both have kids, they've lived their lives, but they, you know, they come back get. Toge- they came back together when it was right for them. And yeah, I know, cute. I like it.
3: Um, yeah, it's always weird for me because... Cause my mom always said, you don't put on old shoes. Mm. Like there's a reason you threw them out, but it's always fascinating when, when you talk about timing and, and people needing to find each other at the right time and mature at the right time, you know? Mm. So it, it is, it's interesting to like, cause you can go both ways. People are like, never contact Jax. There's a reason you broke up, blah, blah, blah. But in this case, it's, it's great that if you're both growing as humans and then can grow together, why not? Why not be happy?
2: One of the things that gave me an inkling that something was up was Ben um, Ben praised her in an interview with um, in style And like, because we were just like, someone asked him about it and then he said like the sweetest thing. Um, it's like he said, I thought I had a good work ethic, but I was completely humbled and blown away by what... Um, she uh, was doing. She was committed to doing day in and day out. The the seriousness in which she took her work, the quiet and dedicated way she went about accomplishing her goals, and then how she would go back and redouble her efforts. She remains to this day the hardest working person I've come across in this business. She has great talent, but she also worked very hard for her success. I'm so happy for her that she seems at long last to be getting the credit she deserves. Yeah. That just like <laughs> hits you in the chest.
1: Wow. I'm, assu- I'm assuming that's a movie career, right?
2: <laughs> he was just talking about. I would was- a wow <laughs> That was.
3: <laughs>
2: wow. Oh my god. Shady.
3: <laughs> Shade.
2: Um, we were just talking about it, but like, wow. Like, imagine a man talk about you like that.
0: Yo. Imagine. Lord, I see what you're doing for others. Um Can <laughs> Jesus hype uh,
1: Just the height. Give <laughs> me the height, please. I beg. Get me out of this ghetto of short men in South Africa. Please. Today, <laughs> Jesus. Be great.
0: But your mom, maybe you're supposed to be the tall one in the relationship.
1: No 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: Na-na. <laughs> uh, that's what the Lord wants. Nope. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Okay, so um,
1: I found that statement in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um <laughs> so anyway, we um I spoke to Leslie Ann Brandt this week, um, talking about people who are really hardworking. And and she one of the things she said was that people are always shocked, like South Africans are always shocked to hear that she's South African. But like once you, I don't know if it's like if you guys look at her, but like once you know, it's like it's really obvious to see and to hear. But like for me, I think I was also quite yes. sure.
2: But like. I first saw her in Spartacus mm. and then I didn't know. I was like, oh, this is just a New Zealand actress because they shot the show. And it was only when she started doing Lucifer that I was like, oh, wait. And then everyone on Twitter was talking about it. I was like, oh, my word. She's, she's from here. And like it's so nice to see her success and stuff and just yeah. where she started.
0: And she's like, a name is Lizzie oh, and um,
1: Exactly. Like it's very, 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 very colored, very, mm. very colored, but she looks like a colored Townian. Like mm. if you look at her, you're like, I know yeah. someone who's related to you. So I wasn't <laughs> shocked at all, especially because there's so many South Africans currently working in, um, in the uh, U.S. series, mm. we have, like, Kim Emelbrecht in her... What's his name again? Neil? Is Sanderlands. Neil?
0: Sanderlands. But,
1: yes. that were in Flash and other things. Like, so it's, like, they a bunch. And then, obviously, um, the lead from Underground, Undergone Railroad, um, Tuso. Mm. Um, so, like, South Africa... And, obviously, Nomzamo. So, like, there are a bunch of South Africans currently, like, in prominent... Yeah. Not just weird... I was going to say someone's name, but let I me I was going to say it. Alone.
0: And then um, I could see it in your eyes. And then I was like, because <laughs> we were going there, Jews. And I was like,
2: <laughs> you and Jamal had, a, I see you and you see each other on this yeah, I was like... it is.
1: <laughs> Um So, yeah, like South Africans are extremely talented, especially like, and also, I, I need the women of this country to escape this housecape that is this country mm-hmm. to go flourish somewhere else. Please.
0: And I'm so glad, like, with as Hollywood is becoming more diverse, it's nice to see, like, non-white South Africans doing well because for the time period, it was just Charlize, it was Shalto, Shalto, Copley, whatever, and it was just white. I mean, um, Terry feto was on Bone the Beautiful for a bit. But, I mean, like, other than that, we didn't, like, and most of our country is made of Black actors and very few Black actors actually made it, like, these, but now it's like it's nice to see more and more starting to get prominent roles, and, you know, I'm, I'm happy. We're we moving. And, yeah. So, um, so we, I spoke to Lizzie and Brandt, as I said, um, about Lucifer Season 6, which is on Netflix right now, um, about the South African roots and all that kind of things. So, yeah, I'm not gonna ta- tease anymore, because the rest of the stuff is all in the interview. So, Here's my chat with Lizzie and Brand. It's been a busy day.
5: Uh, my day's just getting started, so you're number two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so I'll get right to it. Um, after six seasons, how does it feel to say goodbye to Maze and Lucifer and everything? you know it's it's bittersweet
5: um it's obviously a character in a show I've called home for the last Mm -hmm. six years at the same time I'm really excited to um be looking at you know what's ahead for me career-wise and um developing some projects on my own uh and um I think the scariest part is where is the next project going to shoot? Because I've had the luxury of, you know, shooting home, you know, in Los Angeles here. And Mm. um, so I'm able to sleep in my own bed and be with my family and do school pickups and drop offs, you know. Um, So that's probably the scariest part for me. But um, yeah, it's bittersweet. You know, it's always sad to to say goodbye to something that you've loved and, and a character that you've loved playing as much as I have.
0: Mm-hmm. And with the rest of the cost, like on Instagram and stuff, you guys are like like a family. Was it sad to like end this chapter with them?
5: Yeah, I think we all feel the same, you know, that um it's rare that a show gets to go to six seasons these days. Um, we've obviously been cancelled and then resurrected as well. Yeah. So we went we went through that roller coaster together and you know, we've some of us have had babies. Got married um you know bought houses and we've done really big life things on the show together so yeah it does it does feel um it does feel sad at the same time we've all done this for a long time so mm-hmm. we're used to you know you get very close and then people break off you know and you, you find your next family right so um yeah it's it's kind of part of the job I suppose
0: So like okay so now okay I'm a big fan of Maze I'm just gonna I'm not even trying to play cool (laughs) yet but but like um, so with this character you've been like you've been having emotional moments there's there's singing there's dancing there's like you out here mooting people but like (laughs) but like what part of the role was like the most challenging for you? Um. Hmm.
5: What part of the role was most challenging for me? I would say just walking the fine balance between all of those things you mentioned mm-hmm. um, is that you have to be open to exploring, you know, her vulnerability and her pain and her love and her naivety. Um, so you have to be able to be open and fluid mm-hmm. At the same time, you must never forget that she is hell's torturer and that she yeah. could snap your neck in five seconds, you know. So it's walking the fine balance between those two is someone that is very emotionally or, or or is striving towards emotional emotional maturity, mm. but also being very childlike and brutal on the, you know, mm. on the other side of the coin. Yeah. So, what's your favorite, like maze moment of the series? Ooh, that's a tough one. I will say something that I that I loved because I love period work in general. Mm. I obviously, you know, had my big kind of launching pad um, on Spartacus. I love the world and the language, and you know, it's heightened language. And I loved playing Lilith, her mm. mother. Um, it was a different era a different time, the way she moved was very different. You know, I always think of Maze as kind of a character that, you know, man spreads when she sits, mm. leads with her leads with her crotch versus her mother that was very sort of feline like in her movements and the way she spoke. And um, I really loved it was it's rare that you get to do that on a show, you know, play someone completely mm. different from a different time and then also in that really learning i learned a lot about Maze playing her mother of why she is the way she is you know um as a mother myself i had to put a lot of like my judgment I guess and how Lilith parented and what she thought was best for her children Mm. aside and to understand the woman and why she made those decisions you know that ultimately affect her daughter in such a very big way as an adult but yeah the costumes I mean walking onto set you know I was in these corsets that were not fun to get into and hard to go to the the restroom (laughs) (laughs) I needed like four people to help me Uh, but that world was just so rich and Mm -hmm. it was fun it's
0: a lot of fun as you were like before you you answered I was like my favorite is the 40s episode and then just as you said that yeah it's faith um so so what are you most excited for fans to see in season six I'm. I'm really excited for them to have
5: closure on a show that they have loved so hard mm. and madly and deeply for six years. You know, I think really this season was for the fans, was for the people who started with us from the very beginning to the newbies who found us during lockdown and this crazy COVID world. Um, I, I'm really happy for them to to kind of um, see the hopefully what they think is happy endings you know for these characters that they love there's certainly been a lot of hard work and um thought put into how we would end the show um and what would be you know just and 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 what's the right thing to do you know mm-hmm. um while also being very creative and navigating mosques and social distancing and you know all mm. of that so so don't be too harsh on us if you see smaller crowd <laughs> scenes or weird mask lines on our faces because <laughs> you know we've we were working during a pandemic um, but I I'm, I'm really I'm really happy there's certainly as far as Maze's storyline goes there is some really amazing moments I think that will make people very happy and and really sad too Mm. so i hope i hope those hit home for fans
0: so like lucifer has a very big south african fan base have you been feeling the love on social media and stuff from the fans
5: i do i think a lot of south africans are still discovering that i'm south african (laughs) which is really funny um (laughs) You know, I, I still on the daily get like, wow, I didn't know you from <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, But I do. And it's, it's very special when I get the love from back home, you know, because, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's your people. It's your country. It's, it's, um, it's, we don't have, you know, very many of us yeah. out here in Hollywood. <laughs> that being said, I'm so proud of how well so many South Africans are doing and flying our flag. Um, you know, so no, I, I do feel the love and, and I'm very grateful.
0: So like, you know, okay. Back to the, to Mays since growing mm-hmm. a soul, the only significant, like romantic relationship has been with Eve. And like, although we've known that Lucifer and Maze are pansexual, it's great to see like a main character have the same sex relationship. So how important do you think the Eve storyline was to Mays development?
5: Well, it's, it's big, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the um, images that really got me excited about playing this character, uh, one of the images in the comic book, the source material was of a picture of her kissing another girl and like throwing a middle finger up to everyone watching. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this was written in the nineties, you know, it was so progressive for its Mm -hmm. time. Um, I really love that about her. Um, and you know, being a pansexual character, I think there's just so much the world can learn from a character like me. You know, she loves people for who they are, and and she falls in love with the person, not mm-hmm. an identity or not an idea. And she kind of walks to her own beat. So um, I really fought very hard for her to have a same-sex relationship, or for her to like whatever love she was going to explore. Mm have it be explored um, in a very real way and if it was to be a woman please do not write it from the male's perspective yeah don't have a don't have a flirt the way guys do because women are different we just mm-hmm. respond differently uh you know um I talked to a lot of my lesbian friends about their relationships because you know i'm a heterosexual female even though i am a woman of course I'm, I'm in a heterosexual relationship so i wanted to do right by that and represent the community properly um and and positively you know mm-hmm. it's just love it's just it's love it's it, it, these two characters love each other the, the fact that they're two women is shouldn't be mm. of any consequence but i understand how important it is to see that on screen so i took that with a lot of responsibility and i i think fans are going to be very happy this season
0: okay um so how important like you know you've spoken about growing up in south africa and that kind of stuff like often but like mm. and i'm sure in a lot of interviews you're gonna have with us but like um so how important is it like for you to to stay true to your roots or to try and like you know shine light on it very important um,
5: it's a it's part of me it's who I am you know I travel on a South African passport <laughs> um, I uh, it's it's a big part of my family you know making sure my culture is present in my home and with my son and um, and and I think to showing the beauty of our country and the beauty of our people is very important to me it's why I created this this project I'm developing um, you know, because I think we are, we have such rich history and it's not always connected to the trauma of our country. Mm. You know, obviously that's a big part of our history, but we have so much joy. We have so much humor. We have so much, like, I've tried to bring a lot of that into, we are tough. We are gritty. We are, you know, street wise. We will cut you like these, <laughs> you know, these, <laughs> yeah, these <we> know. are, <laughs> You know, these are things that are very common to South Africa. Uh, I don't think I would have necessarily had the... Uh, I grew the thick skin I needed for Hollywood in Cape Town, put it that way, mm. you know? Um, I think as, as South Africans, particularly women, you have to. You mm. have to have a thick skin and a tough skin. Um, and you can't take things too seriously. Um, I think my culture in terms of like my morality and the kinds of things I'm passionate about from a, you know, a social perspective, you know, the charity work I do and the, the issues that are important to me, that is for, for certainly tethered to my upbringing, you know, mm. um, seeing, seeing that, you know, I grew, I grew up with, you know, growing up in South Africa, you see poverty all the time, you know, you see kids struggling, you see people struggling. So, it I, I can't turn a cheek when I see that here you know it's 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 innate in me I mean I still I do this thing which my mother I mean this is just South African thing the portion sizes of the food in America is so massive <laughs> and it was great when I was like you know a poor actress because I could spit it up and you know uh, breakfast lunch and dinner um but I never throw food away So Mm. it's something I always, if I'm not finishing a meal at a restaurant, I always pack it up and I'll always find someone to give it to because that's what I was raised with. You don't throw food away because there are people who don't have food, you know, Mm. so it
0: never leaves me. Okay. Um, So my final question before they chuck me off is, um, (laughs) who was your (laughs) first celebrity crush?
5: This is going to sound so crazy, but I think it was Jean-Claude Van Damme
0: we give that answer a lot <gasps> from Bloodsport isn't it so
5: oh, I mean Bloodsport such a brutal movie but I think I used to have a poster of him doing the splits mm. like um, in the, on the kitchen counter or something like he was in his kitchen <laughs> I love that I know I know I think I just loved like how tough he was I mean there mm. was maze in the making you know uh, but yeah, I think it was Jean
0: Claude <laughs> love Funny. <that> <laughs> <I> th- <laughs> Thank you so much, Leslie and It was so nice meeting you. Nice to meet you too, Karen. Have a good day. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye. That was our interview with Leslie Ann Brandt. Um, Lucifer is now streaming on Netflix. Well, Lucifer season six is now streaming on Netflix. Now it's time for our favorite segment of the week: crushing on, and we're gonna start with our guests first. So, Theo, what have you been crushing on this week?
2: Shoot, a lot of different things actually. Um, I recently finished watching *A Discovery of Witches* season two, um, and that's like that was like fun. <laughs> Really, like, a popcorn show that, like, if you just want to put it on and then, like, not think, highly recommend. Um, And I just started watching Only Murders in the Building. That's the TV show Mm. with um, Selena Gomez, Martin Short, and Steve Martin. Um, I'm three episodes in. They're only, like, half an hour long. I actually recommend you wait until the season is done and then binge it because... From the three episodes I've watched, it feels very much like this would be, this is a type of show that needs to have dropped all at one time because there's Mm -hmm. a mystery involved and um, sometimes I actually forget that Selena can act and that that was the first thing she was doing instead of music Um, because she's not bad in the role. To be fair, it's not really, we haven't really gotten to like a complicated like part in the story, but um, she's not bad in the role and like it's really nice and it's funny enough. But it's also dry, so if that's your speed, um, I definitely recommend the episodes. About half an hour, thirty-five minutes long, and um, yeah, they're just very charming. But like, yeah, it's 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 good. It's on Hulu at the moment, so that is what I'm crushing on.
0: And you, Jamal?
1: Well, I'm in what is known as the RuPaul's Drag Race cinematic universe, also known as RuPaul keeping us in hell for an entire year. So currently (laughs) I'm watching Drag Race Holland, which uh, if you know anything about Drag Race, you know, we started this on Jan 1st. It is now, we are in September. I've only watched drag, not watched Drag Race Race for one week. That's one week out of the year. I haven't watched an episode of Drag Race. So yeah, Drag Race Holland is giving, look, this last episode, this week's episode was a bit iffy because when I tell you the sound was horrible the sound was it it sounded like someone found a soundboard for the first time that's how bad the sound was music was loud our host fred wasn't audible then everyone else was like on low i don't know what happened this week because the sound quality has been fine but this particular week it was just a hot mess from beginning to end at the like even on the runway the judges made comments but it was sound mixed, like literally a five-year-old just went to the went to the key went to the soundboard and went ga. That's how bad it was. <laughs> Currently, if, if I if I have to give you a short breakdown, for this year we've had Drag Race Season 13, Drag Race All-Star Six, Drag Race Hispania, Drag Race Down Under, Drag Race UK two, with Drag Race, Drag Race UK three coming in two weeks, followed by Drag Race um, international uh, no world uk versus the world right after that with Canada's season two dragways also said to be somewhere in this year then following that it's the RuPaul's Drag dragways christmas special um am i missing something that's just this is this jamal's
2: sport, sport. <laughs> this is his sport that he that he does <laughs> it's like it's like,
3: the I, of things it's like i don't know what he's like I, premier you know. league
2: so i often get reprimanded for being a bad gay because i don't watch drag race and i don't because ever say that race... aloud loud when we in public or spaces because all the homosexuals will look at you like you are wrong it's like a dude saying he doesn't watch f1 or doesn't watch soccer that's how bad it is
1: because drag race is the gay premier league it plays the whole year you get invested from beginning to end um, but the one thing about what's been nice about watching Holland is because of like Dutch and Afrikaans being so close, um, there's a lot of things that don't translate well. And like since because like as Africa as a, as an African speaking person, I can kinda have a general idea. Like I can watch it without I've done it. I've like season one I watched without sub the first episode because I couldn't find long story. Anyway, um I watched without subtitles, which was fine, but like with subtitles, it's nice because you can read, get more context, but then you also get, like, all the inside joke. Like, this mm. week, for instance, there was a fight between um, Vanessa van Cartier and um, Vivaldi. Now, Vanessa is a former Miss Continental. If you know anything about drag, Miss Continental is the biggest, like, the biggest pageant in the US. I think she won Wisconsin- Yeah, Miss Continental. So, like, just... The other winners from Drag Race who've won Miss Continental are Brooklyn Heights, who's now the host of Canada's Drag Race, and Natha Lopez, who is there. But like the 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 pageant girls don't they don't play. When it comes to looks and just general demeanor, they don't play. And then this week, I don't know what Vivaldi said, but Vanessa was having none of it. And they were arguing, fighting, and then Vanessa and I'm quoting here, Vanessa goes, Oh yo, Beck. I was like, (laughs) ah, on drag race. Yo, and like you can't translate that to like English. Shut your mouth! It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't.
3: It and doesn't have the same way. Like exactly, it doesn't have the same fire.
1: Exactly, and like she was in Vivaldi's face. I'm like, you told her, "Oh, your back. I'm like, yo, flames. So, like, besides the episode and the horrible sound, ending, it was a wonderful episode. And this has been my biggest gripe for Drag Race as the years have gone by is let drag queens be drag queens man if there's drama let it happen and like the nice Mm. thing about the european version so like um espania oh yeah italy is also coming this year um espania and holland and the uk is the girls aren't the queens aren't as conscious about the fan reaction and that really has been hindering the u.s version of the show because everyone is so conscious about what the fans. because if i'm having if i'm having to be honest drag race fans are horrible people like, and I'm don't, I don't mean, like, me as a queer POC in the 30 upwards range. We are fine. It's the kiddies that will go into queens' DMs, like, literally, like, queen, especially, like, the black and brown queens. Like, literally, these fans will go into their DMs and, like, write death threats, like Candy Musa, the whole issue, where people were emailing her mother, like, writing, like, horrible things, and just because they don't like a queen. Look, there are a lot of queens I personally don't like. Silky Nakunoi Kanash being number one. Can't stand that bitch. Didn't like her on the show. Don't like her off the show. But I would never go to Silky's page and be like, I hate you. Like, mm. that's just like, I respect any queen because doing drag is hard and it's a difficult job. And Drag Race is the biggest platform. So I would personally never, even if I'm, even when I'm doing like my Drag Race shirts, I will never add a queen if I don't like you or if I have an issue. Because also you have to realize this is a reality show like You're presented mm-hmm. in a specific way to tell a story, and um, so and that has hindered what could be because all the great moments from Dragways are all from the earlier seasons. Is because the girls are so scared of ooh, if I say something wrong, now 500 Jan stands are in my mentions, um, just uh, talking about the Jan to see a new rom. Ja- and this happens a lot where like white queens get propelled. With the black and brown queens stay in the middle. Like, you'll even notice someone, I think it was Bussy who did it, a breakdown of like everyone over a million followers. Most of the queens who have over a million followers on Instagram, the majority of them are white, skinny, wear blonde pigs. Like, mm. the overarching majority, where like there are black and brown queens that do fun, like even do not even twice as much to the work, like three times as much to work. It doesn't, don't even get like half of the recognition. So, yeah. So, like, that was a, that was really like this week of Drag Race Holland. Oh, just drama and intrigue. And then the gag really was. So Vanessa, then after going back and forth with Vivaldi, then drops this bomb where she says, you have a phone. So if you don't know, on the Drag Race contract, you're not allowed to have any contact with the outside world, <laughs> including a phone in your hotel room. So she knew Vivaldi had a phone. And then in the workroom said, you have a phone. And I was like, how? Huh? But then the gag is they discuss it on the runway and Vivaldi doesn't get disqualified. I'm like what is the what Fred? What are you doing? Please, ma'am. Vivaldi needs to be disqualified. Like, and that's the only my only problem with like dragons as a whole is like they're very inconsistent with their judging in all the franchises. Like it's weirdo choices, and you're like, did we watch the same show? Like you saying one thing, but I saw something completely different. So horrible judging choices aside, Drag Race Holland, get into it; it's a lot of fun, guys. Um, Discovery Witches, I started season what it, is two, got bored. Yeah, <laughs> there's another show, but I can't yet talk about it because it's not out yet. So,
0: okay, but y'all
1: will love it next. But y'all will love it next weekend.
0: Oop excited. Leanne, what are you crashing on this week?
3: Um, I mean, a very different speed to the drag race universe. Uh, <laughs> what we do in the shadow season two is on Showmax, and so we kind of been watching that this week. Very odd. Very How
1: bizarre. is it? Season
3: two, it's so much funnier than season one. Like, it's such a weird, quirky show. Like, I try to explain it to people, but if you don't know the movie or the background so it's written by Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi it started as a movie and then they turned it into a series and it's about three vampires living in New York and season one kind of ended where the familiar finds out he's a descendant of Van Helsing but he wants to be a vampire but then he's like really good at killing vampires but he's still a familiar and so it just sets up season two perfectly for like all the the comedy. Um, it's been on so my watch really,
2: list, so you're definitely encouraging me to watch it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Do it! And so more people will get the weird. Because I know it's the type of show where you're going to be making references in public and like no one's going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think people to watch it, like, like a weirdo.
0: <laughs> and you, Rubik?
4: Um, so, what I've been having on in the background all week um, was Shits Creek. Just because I have to have Moira Rose's quotes of like the, my favorite one of this week was when she said, "Alexis, what have I told you about um putting your body on the internet not without good lighting," um <laughs> and that was sort of a highlight for me this week. Um, I've also watched um finally for the for the first time I've watched I, um I May Destroy You, a little mm-hmm. delay, <gasps> but oh my gosh, I can't believe I waited this long to watch it. It's one of the most powerful. Series I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Is there season two? Do you know? No.
2: I love that oh, we no, all, no. all the we grasped at that that was the best moment. <laughs> yeah. We all just
1: can I just say it about was so good. You, like there is uh-huh. one. How far, did you finish it before I say something? Yeah yeah, yeah. Still busy. yeah. yeah. Oh, when I tell you that that little scene, not little, the scene with a friend who went for a grind of a cup, how accurate. Mm that whole scenario is. Like, both with the DL guy and then, like, where he gets S-A worded. Um mm. Because, like, like because these are a lot of conversations, like, in, in, like, general mainstream media, we never see, like, this part of queer culture where, like, it's very, mm. like, I, I said it when I watched it initially. I was like, for the first time on some level, I saw myself being represented on screen. And yes, it's in the UK. It's, yes, it's, is it Nigerian? Nigerian? British Nigerian can't remember anyway um yes it's still not as close to as I would like it but like seeing something so specifically part of gay culture being handled very gently and being handled in a very accurate way was phenomenal on top of everything else um and Michaela Cole really just deserves everything
2: she deserves all the awards like i i I really wanna say it was so lovely watching a show that's just about the the experience of um a woman who's not all together like and she's a mess and it's nice and she's not perfect, but she is still like inherently you can't help but root for her and that's really lovely and i think we need more characters like that where women aren't perfect but they that's like it's that duality of you allowed to be messy and but you also like don't Mm -hmm. deserve all the things that happen to you that happen to a character it's like oh my god like I, I really had to be in the mental space to watch that. And um, like Jamal had like watched it and like in one weekend I was like, I can't do that because after episode one, I was like, let me take a three month break. And then I took a three <laughs> month break and then I started it again because it was a thing of like, it's, it's, it just also showed me like how much like privilege I have in some of the stuff that I don't really have to think about, like,
4: mm-hmm. and how
2: much precautions extra precautions women have to take because just in the fact that they're women and they live in a world where men think it's okay to own, like, to, to be possessive and to be toxic. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, um, it's just really heartbreaking that, um, this is the culture we live in. And, um, it's also very frustrating mm-hmm. to know that, like, just, like, it's as a man that, like, um, this is this kind of the state that it in that like women don't can't feel safe around like me, even if it's not me, it's still me. Like it's, I'm not exempt from the issue. Um, and that is a really tough conversation to have, but we need to have it because if we don't have it, then how are things going to get better for women? Like we live in a country where we have the highest femicide rate in the world like that is really disgusting and i don't think it keeps enough men up at night so um yeah just hopefully it's something that we can like address going forward and the show did it in such a beautiful way and i think more men need to watch that show please men watch that show so you can just have a one percentage understanding of what it is that women go through
3: hmm
1: and this is what I loved about I made a story. I know we're going off on a tangent, but like it showed such a wide spectrum of men who. It wasn't just an archetype of a big, overpowering, you know, hyper masculine man. It showed like any man is capable of doing um, what. Uh, <laughs> doing it. And uh, it was just. And that's what was the best thing about I made a story. Like it gave. Not only Michaela Cole's character like uh, was a fully fledged character on top of her being like a dark-skinned woman in a leading role um but everything felt so it felt very fantastical and real at the same time which was really great
4: Mm.
2: for me like it it always say um that like there's no such thing as a good guy. And I think we kind of need to do away with the, with the notion of like good guys, because I think that often sets up um, this notion of like, oh, men trying to portray themselves in a certain light. And more often than not, it's usually like the bad guys who often try to do that because like no one who is a good person will ever say that they're a good person. Like it's that thing of you just, inherently are or like it's just your way of doing things if you try to then say oh i'm like oh no i'm one of the good guys y- you're not because you don't need to say it
0: mm. i've been watching a lot of lucifer <laughs> like, I, 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 i've been <laughs> watching probably all of lucifer and uh but in the efforts of talking about something that's not Something we've already discussed in this episode, I watched the latest ep- season, oh, season episode 15 of Survivor South Africa, which was wild because there's so many twists, the seasons, the season, the season, they're like, um, so the person who won the immunity challenge, they gave them a reward of getting to have breakfast with a member of the jury. And now we're down to the last four. So if you talk to a jury member and they can tell you like sort of what the jury's feeling, I mean, that is such an advantage that I was like, yeah. And then to work with that, and then that person also had like how you how to vote. And they had the and they had an a reward where they could um send one of the jury members home. So they were not allowed to vote in the final. So I was just like, it was just one after the other, and it was just so small. I mean it feels a little bit annoying because it's like, why must this character or this person get so many advantages at once? But also it's like, it's so many good advantages that you like, you're, you can't help but respect the game. So I really enjoyed that episode. Um, and then other than that, I, I, I was reading this comic book or graphic novel of Magneto, his origin story. Um, as he started out, as like in the Holocaust and stuff like that and it was so gripping, and, like, I was crying for this, for this series. It was so good. It's called Magneto Testaments, and, like, some of the, the, of the images were, were so harrowing that, like, my stomach turned, but it was so well written and so well, um, like, drawn that, that, that I was just, like, enthralled by, it, like, from beginning to end, and, yeah, that's pretty much all I did except for watch lucifer everything <laughs> but yeah that's one i'll be crushing on this week um thank you guys so much just out of Before
2: curiosity was- um huh? i've seen because you spoke about survivor like does everyone know what reality show they'd be on
4: <laughs> i think i'd like to be on sexy beasts <laughs> Okay. I, mean, Just cause, I did not like, see that coming from you, but okay. did not
2: see that coming. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Just because, like, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. The thing is, like, if I'm going to go on, on reality TV to find love, like, what are the odds I'm going to find someone I actually love on the show? I might as well have, a, have, like, make a joke of it or have fun with it, if you know what I mean. And if someone could put me in a costume where I look like an evil witch or a shark... Um, mm. you know that sounds like a lot of fun for me. And if someone likes me because of the fact that I have got a, I've got a good fin on my head, and I'm good <laughs> conversation, then, um, uh, then you know what I mean. Then maybe we can be friends. I'm a good fin on my head. <laughs>
2: um, I'd go on the circle. Actually, that's what I do because, um it's one of those things where okay social media is easy just to, to kind of sit behind but to be able to then strategize from there that would be so exciting to then see like what you can kind of like do and speak to people and stuff and um i don't know if i'd play it as myself or play it as someone else but like that's the type of uh, so- reality show i'd go on
0: Any. And Jamal in the end. I'd, I'd
3: definitely it? be on Survivor. I think I've always been obsessed with the show as like from a psychological point of view, just the way it forces people to act out of character or strengthen certain character traits. And because essentially everyone plays a role depending on who they're with and how they mm. build that cast, like I just think it would be yeah, that, that would be my speed. Definitely.
1: <laughs> I would want to be a friend of So not a specific reality show, but a friend of someone on the show where you get like some clout, but just enough where you can monetize your Instagram. Um, Get like a day rate. Uh, Don't necessarily be the main character. Jamal just said I'm here for a check. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, just get me on like Rich Kids or something or uh, what's the other one? or like crazy rich asians be the friend of like get me that kind get me that gig where i enjoy all the perks with none of the annoyance like i don't want to be like that make me a main character no make me like a nice featured extra i love it but also it. not also Af- but also not also like i don't want to be like involved in any south african dating shows because if any have you guys been watching temptation island
0: i haven't watched it yet no
1: it is how do i put this kindly it's, it's it's not as bad as Love Island essay. It's not that bad. But I just realized yet again, South Africans who sign up for reality TV in a in a dating <laughs> setting mm. don't have banter. Because it's droog, oh man. It's so dry. I'm like, do y'all actually like each other? Like Also, it's like weirdo choices. Like this one couple, they've been dating for five months and decided, let's go on Temptation Island. I'm like, babe, no. Like, why would you put your... <laughs> whole relationship on the line
3: of the five so men. To be famous, and why yeah, but, you are trying to be famous.
1: But there are famous people as singles in this show. That's what makes it wild. Like Gigi <laughs> Lemain, a whole rapper, and what's his name?
0: Tats. I'm also like, Tats. what is Gigi Lemain doing on a reality show? <laughs> a dating reality show, not even like she could have been a have As a single been a guest judge on Idols, like. What what is going
1: on? Like, it's so weird. Like, what are you doing here, babes? Like, and it's just, it's just, I watched all three episodes and I'm bored to tears. Like, I'm like, can we get some lust? And also like, uh, no no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. These people are so unattractive across the board. Like men, women. I'm like, where are the beautiful people? Sell me a fantasy. Sell me a dream. Like, if you're going to be at least boring at least be pretty like and it's it's so average it's everyone's so average man and it's it's insulting to my eyes actually like ugh. like can we get like like compared to like love island the just the season of love island uk my god oh i can go down the list even the ones i don't remember like brad and like brad just oh call me tamira and then, like, Tyler's height and, like, just this beautiful, light-skinned man who's, like, 6'6". And, like, oh, him and Kat. Like, do you understand? Like, I fell in love with the fantasy. Now I'm watching Temptation Island. And I'm like, you people don't even like each other. You are literally here <laughs> for some strange reason. Don't know why. And, like, what irked me about the first episode, like, all the, in the confessionals, but the one who was, like, I'm on an We're on an island. I'm like, no, you're not. You're nice now, nah, babes. Just to reference this, I'm from Naisna, so I know exactly where that villa villa is. So I'm like, why are you lying? Why are we lying to the TV? Uh. Anyway, yeah, so I will be a friend of. Give me a day rate. Thank you.
0: I'm 100% like the Yills, Laguna Beach, that vibe. That's what I want. I want to just be living my life, coming and going, be part of a cast, having my fights with my friends and relationships and everything. That must all be on TV. I want to be rich and just live my life. But I don't want to be like a Kardashian where I'm like the main focus. I just want to be one of many. And just everybody Kedisha. just to be interested in my like life drama. That's, that, that's 100%. I couldn't do... I love survival with my whole heart, but I could never... I don't like outdoors. I don't wanna be I don't wanna be struggling. I struggled I'm, enough of my life. I couldn't I do Survivor either.
2: I don't have the personality for it. I know myself well enough to know that like I'd be voted I, out I first.
3: Don't think I'd make it far. I just think that's probably where I would be. <laughs>
1: the thing with Survivor it's like it's both a it's a, ga- it's a game within a game. No I'm joking. Mm. Um it's a so it's a social game and you So it's actually a three-part game. So you're playing a social game, you're playing the actual game, but then you also are playing the game with the producers. Because as we Mm -hmm. all know, in reality TV show, you need to fulfill a role. Because we are telling a story here and if you don't fit into that, into a certain role they want for you, but if you're on your way back, like you're not going to last long. Even if you play a great game with your tribe, like if you don't fill a need, because that's how the producers can't You are, there's always an underdog we have an overachiever we have someone who's not supposed to do well but eventually does well with we someone as great as a social game someone that's great at, at the physical aspect so like you have to fill one of these slots and if you and like i haven't watched Survivor in years don't judge me um i've watched a bit of the like the last season of survivor not this one the one before that bit of it but like yeah on and off it's just like the show has been on for so many years it's like oh my god but we've seen before how people who might not play the best, might not be best in challenges, be mediocre in, um, in like the social aspect. But because they offer great reality TV, the producers yes. make sure to maneuver way around, keeping them as long as humanly possible. So like you have to mm. like there's literally three parts you have to play in your mind the whole time. And that's why I would never do it either. The weight loss list, the weight loss part looks phenomenal, but then you have to be there <laughs> for like a month.
0: So, (laughs) (laughs) Okay guys Thank you so much Um, This was lovely Um, Thank you for having
2: us Yeah, thank you so
0: much The show is produced by me, Karen And Rebecca Barches The show is edited and engineered By Rebecca Barches Our admin is done by Leanne Philipson Our logo was designed by Nathifa Marouf and the show was created in partnership with IGN Africa. If you like the show, tell everyone that you can, any way that you can. Keep up to date with our episodes by subscribing to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please rate and review the episodes on Apple Podcasts, as it helps others find the show. We'll be back in two weeks with another in-depth conversation with a pop culture lover. See you then.